Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PBSE podcast. Steve Moore, Mark Castleman here. It's good to be with you the week prior to Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. If you find yourself celebrating something different, we know we have we have uh, listeners all over the globe. So lots of different holiday traditions out there. But for those in the States and those who uh, worship that way, Merry Christmas and uh, looking forward to being with you today as we kick off today's podcast. We've Got a good topic to tackle as we go into this holiday season. Um, there is, <clears throat> as many of you know, for for most of us, the holidays can be a pretty triggering time. And, uh, you know, there's, this time of year is steeped in tradition. There's lots of things going on and tradition. It can be really, really good in a lot of ways. But, you know, another, the clinical term for traditions would be you know, like just like we have positive and negative instilling traditions, we have positive, positive and negative instilling triggers. And uh, triggers can cut both ways. And sometimes uh, for many in the recovery process, depending on where you're at in this process, you know, the, the holidays can be a very, I guess, bittersweet experience, right, for most of us, where there's oftentimes a mix of some really good and some really hard. And as we go through this process, you know, one of the many ways that we can look at uh, navigating recovery is through what we would refer to as the grief model. You know, when when a relationship takes a significant turn, and this is true for addicts as well as for not just for spouses. Sometimes we think it's just for spouses, but there is a a real loss, you know, in many ways following betrayal with a relationship. And it's a loss of what we thought we had. It's a loss of where we thought we were, and there's a dramatic shift, right, in in thinking and and into new ways of doing things and operating from a new level of knowledge. And even though that's positive in many respects, it can be really difficult because it is it does mean burying or letting go or surrendering or giving away some of uh, some of that past that is no longer applicable or correct for us. And so, as we navigate this season, what Mark and I wanted to do is we wanted to 
uh, share with you a little bit about uh, something that we covered in detail uh, in our support groups in the Dare to Connect program last night called the Grievers Holiday Bill of Rights. Now, before we jump into that and into some of the the brief version of this, um, there is a place where you can go to hear the full version of the discussion that we're going to have. (laughs) And as you launch into the new year, we would really recommend that you all consider, if you have not yet, please consider joining up with us in our Dare to Connect program. As part of the new year, we are still offering a two-week trial on, on Dare to Connect. It's a, it's a it's a program where we meet five times a week, once for addicts on Mondays, once for sp- spouses and partners on on uh, Wednesdays, and then for couples together on Fridays. And then we have two support groups for addicts and spouses on the weekend on Sundays. Um, tremendous amount of contact for content for a very low price. Uh, please don't reinvent the wheel on your recovery. Please come join us. We'd love to have you there. Uh, the price on the program will be going up significantly here in the coming future, and we'd love to have you lock in at the lower lower current price point now. So uh, we'd love to have you come join us there. You can find more information about that at daretoconnectnow.com. But as we jump into this, yeah, this this uh, I'll just give the quick intro on this. Grievers Holiday Bill of Rights was uh, produced by a man named Bruce Conley. Uh, a lot of therapists use different iterations of this. There are many out there if you Google it over the years. Um And so we're just using a popular version of that. But he did come up with kind of a list of really good guidance in terms of, for those of us who are going through some sort of a loss or rapid shift in our lives during such a triggering time, how to navigate that. And we wanted to to cover some of our favorites from that list with you today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. And, you know, the whole focus of this, as you see from the title of the, of this episode, you know, how to be a proactive architect Mm -hmm. of your holidays. And and New Year as opposed to the same old reactive firefighter. Yeah. Right. We're gonna be architects. And this not just for this, you know, these next couple of weeks, but right into 2023. How do you be the architect of your new year? Yeah. So let's let's jump into what some of these things are. We're gonna, we're gonna, there's a bunch of them here. We're gonna pick our favorites. So this first one says, you have the right to say time out anytime you need. Time out to let uh to for you to blow off a little steam, step away from the holidays, have a huddle, start over. Right? There's we it's easy to fall into peer pressure, family pressure, culture pressure that basically says the holidays are to be enjoyed and and, and engaged in in this way. And don't you mm-hmm. dare break out of that mold. Right? You, what you need to leave a party early because you're overwhelmed by triggers or emotions or whatever you didn't sleep well last night how dare you leave that leave it early excuse me one of your holiday bill of rights is you have the right to say time out anytime you need it yeah step aside and to renew and recharge and regroup and yes come back right oh no, it's, it's so true especially you know not just not just individually but obviously as a couple we talk we talk about taking space all the time, right? As part of the therapeutic process, when you're navigating change in a relationship and you're navigating recovery, when stakes are high and emotions are on oftentimes higher during the holidays, you know, our, our, our level of reactivity increases naturally. And so many of the conflicts that we experience uh, become either unnecessarily escalated or sometimes just happen as a result of, of not taking the time uh, to be able to stay in a 
healthy head, head, headspace, a prefrontal cortex minded headspace, if you will, you know, we get triggered in different ways and we kind of go off to the races. So, you know, excellent, excellent example of, you know, just whether it's taking a timeout or what we talked about on Dare to Connect this morning was really this idea of just slowing things down, right? Slow the conversation down, slow the situation down. So many of the things that we oftentimes try to tackle in the moment, I would say the majority don't usually have to be handled right now, right? Yeah. We can take a minute, we can take a breather, we can step back, we can come back. And so that's an important uh, important piece to it. One of my favorites on this list is uh, on the list we're looking at, it's, it's number three, actually. Having the right to have, you know, Bruce Conley calls them blah humbug days <laughs> during the holidays. Um, for me, I just think of those as, as just hard days, right? Inherently, in this process, again, whether you're a spouse finding yourself uh, having had the bottom fall out on your relationship and you're, you're reflecting back on, or you're reflecting back as either an addict or a spouse on, on years that were, that were hard and, or maybe this year is hard. Even if you're having a really good year, which can oftentimes be triggering, uh, you know, we, we sometimes talk about that. Some of the hardest years for Brittany and I, my wife, uh, were years where we were having a good time because then that helped us to realize sadly how much we'd missed out on in years past, right? Because of all the conflict in the heart with addiction and betrayal. And if you're having hard days, recognizing that having a hard day is okay. It's okay to have a hard day. It's okay to have a rough time. It's okay to have an off time this time of year. Just like yesterday wasn't necessarily a bad day, that also doesn't mean that tomorrow needs to be one either. So being able to take that time, being able to just honor where you're at that day and, and live authentically in that while maintaining a balance with the other things and making sure that we're setting ourselves up for success in, in other areas is a really big part of this, you know, being able to have that, that permission to feel, feels is, is, is big. Well, and a big part of that also, if you are having a bah humbug day that just sort of sweeps over you, take it, take a little bit of an extra step. Don't just allow that, you know, that feeling to just wash over you and just keep you down in the pits and wallowing the entire day, right? Take some steps for self-care. Take some steps to, in healthy ways, to self-soothe and and recharge and renew. Yeah, uh, you might just need to dial it way down on that day. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe you've got a ninety-minute, you know, mineral bubble bath that you put in there, and sitting listening to your favorite music, sipping herbal tea, or I, I don't know. But but don't just say, ah, this is a bad day, and just wallow in it. Take, take that as an opportunity to dial things down and to engage in some really quality self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Absolutely. Right. Again, being this, being an architect, right. Finding, being able to create space for that, for that moment while not getting stuck there. Right. As a huge exactly. component. Exactly. Um, another one, you know, that's a really good one. It's just the right. And I would say this is more of an obligation. <laughs> But uh, definitely the right this year during the holidays to do things differently than you've done it before. Um, gosh, I mean, everybody has a different set of traditions with the holidays. I mean, I know when I reflect back on on so many of the things that we did, you know, uh, growing up and even in my later years, in my early married years, there were so many things that we did. And sometimes they were really good, but sometimes not so much. We did them just why? Because we'd always just done them. It's just what you do. And sometimes I think with those traditions, we can become so ingrained in those that 
in the at the holidays, I don't know if anyone else has ever felt felt this way. Sometimes I feel like an automaton just running around mm-hmm. meeting everyone else's preconceived traditions. Mm. Yep. Why? Why? <laughs> We're spending all of our time running around just doing these things just because. Whether you find yourself in this grieving place or not, it is very healthy to be able to look at it and say, you know what? Which of these things that we've always done fits for us this year? Whether it's because we don't have the emotional bandwidth for it, or maybe we're just trying to live in a healthier way, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe a, it could be something in particular that's particularly triggering Yeah, with regard exactly. to betrayal or addiction. Did you just be better off not doing? Yeah, there's nothing wrong that says we... Just because we've done this every year for 25 years and three generations of, in my case, Moors have done it that way, right? Doesn't mean that this generation of Moors has to do it that way this year. I can do it differently and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. a big component, right? Well, I, and I like this, uh, this one here says you have the right to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have a day that isn't so bad and you feel like doing something for fun, then do it. You don't have to be afraid of what someone else may say if they see you laughing and having a good time. Laughter is a very is every bit as important in healing as tears. Mm-hmm. This is a really important one um, because this was a big one for me in my addiction years. I did not believe I had the right during the holidays to be happy. Yeah, somebody that had done what I had done and betrayed the way I had betrayed and participated in the dark, you know, despicable, disgusting behaviors. He didn't deserve to put on a smiley face and enjoy himself. What a hypocrite, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What a duplicitous little turd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. there was a part of me that says, no, no, I got to put on the sad face, right? The Ebenezer Scrooge, bah humbug face. I got to be in sackcloth and ashes because nobody deserves to be happy who's like me. I've got to suffer, right? Yeah, I got to suffer. I got to pay penance. I got to I got to pay the price. And I, And besides that, what's my spouse going to say? When she sees, you know, I'm in recovery and I should be making amends and feeling bad for what I've done. And she, she sees me laughing and having a great time. Mm. What message is that going to give? Yeah. How dare you? Right. Absolutely. We have to be very careful with this, both from the addict side and, and the betrayed spouse side. Yeah. We have the right to have fun. Right. All the other stuff that we're working on, you know, owning what we did in the past and, making amends and doing all that work, it's all still going to be there after the holiday. Mm -hmm. You being happy on a day or two or three or four is not going to derail any of that. It'll all still be waiting for you in January of 2023. Yes. As my, uh, as an old sponsor of mine once said, you can always have your misery back. You can always Um. have your misery back. That's right. (laughs) It'll be there waiting. It's, it's, it's not going away. <laughs> it will it will have a place. And 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 it's and it's true guys and 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 there's a there's an important piece to this whether you're an addict or a spouse that that says not only do you have the right to do this but again here we would argue there's also an obligation to do that. Yeah. If you are going to get better, if you are going to learn how to live differently, if you are going to build a new life or move forward in a positive direction, you have to ask yourself what does sitting here in my shame and in what ways does that serve me, my spouse, my family, right? In what ways does that bring me closer to recovery? What ways does that take us where we're wanting to go? Is it going to, or is it really not? 
And, and, and simply, you know, we would never tell clients, Hey, don't feel shame. That's a horrible thing. Never tell, we, we would never tell you to just not feel things, but if you can give yourself that permission to do something different, hopefully you will find it within you to make decisions too, even if it's in small ways to just empower yourself, right. To do something different this year and be able to say, you know what, it doesn't have to be the same as it was last year. It still may be rough but I still can take time and find happiness in X, Y, or Z ways. And that's okay to do that. And the other part of that is, is recognizing that a very, a very healthy lifestyle skill is to recognize that more than one reality can coexist. Yes. So yes, yes. there's the reality of all the past holidays that I ruined as an addict and all of that's come out now. And I have all that work to do personal work and making amends and everything else. That reality exists. It's not going away. Also, at the same moment, in parallel, the reality of this lovely holiday moment that I'm in right now, I can actually fully immerse myself in that here and now and enjoy and connect and laugh and smile. And that reality can coexist right along the other one I just described. Mm -hmm. It's not mutually exclusive. It is not all or nothing. It is not black or white. So a very important part of the holiday is to recognize that you have the right to some fun. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. You know, uh, I know we're getting close to wrapping up here. I really do like the uh, one one that sticks out to me is having the right to the way Bruce puts it is rest, peace and solitude. You don't need to be busy all the time. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here again is some good advice that even even without even before trauma and betrayal was part of our relationship. I wish somebody just taught me this for as a good, good rule of thumb for marriage. Um, It's okay not to attend every party. It's okay not to be at every gathering. I mean, my, the, the faith, the faith congregation that I belong to, for example, I just got the notices for it starting a couple of weeks ago. There was we were talking about this on Dare to Connect this morning. I got an invitation to the men's Christmas party one to the women's Christmas party. There was the one for families. There was the Christmas dinner for just adults. It was like a more formal thing. Then my wife, she had three work parties this year, all scheduled for different departments that are all Christmas parties during the month of December, right? And I work from home, so I don't have a Christmas party. But when I used to, I had those same things when I was working for someone else too, right? And we haven't even gotten into all the family stuff. It's very easy this time of year just to find yourself literally running around trying to satisfy. No wonder we feel like victims to the holidays. What are we doing? We spend two out of every three days during the month of December running around doing what? Trying to please everybody else. Screw it, right? (laughs) Who says that I've got to go to every church congregation deal? Who says that I have to attend every single thing this year? Maybe not, and this isn't just, just for, again, addiction recovery, Maybe it would be healthy for us as a couple to look and say, do we really have the emotional bandwidth for this? And even if we do, do we want to expend the what a little emotional bandwidth we have doing it this way? Or is there a better way that's more authentic for us, right? Is there a way to put ourselves in healthy ways first in this process so that we don't exhaust ourselves running around doing everyone else's stuff and then we don't leave any emotional bandwidth or energy for us, which is what matters most. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and going along with that is it's, it's kind of, it's in the same kind of category, right? Is that we have the right to change direction midstream. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Grief is unpredictable. Yep. So is shame, the shame that comes from addiction, but but grief, right? The loss, the triggers, all the stuff that goes on. It, you, you can't predict it. You don't know when it's going to show up. So yeah. you, may, you, you might be all ready to go somewhere or do something that was all set and planned when, and then suddenly you're overwhelmed. Yes. Just, you're not in a good place. And when that happens, it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of time in life for everything to be predictable, but yeah. when it isn't, you have the right to change when you need to change. Yeah. And that does apply equally for addicts as well. Right. Yeah. You, you may be, and it may not even be from a grief perspective. Maybe it's from a recovery perspective. Maybe there's that 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 one show that you want to attend as a family. This came up in Dare to Connect last week, mm. uh, where somebody was discussing this. Where there was a show that they usually attend as a family, as part of a family tradition each year around the holidays. Well, that show in 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 involves some. There are some parts of the show that are triggering for the spouse because they've been triggering for very triggering for the addict historically in terms of his addiction. And this was something that we discussed in dare to connect where, you know, they, even though it didn't happen differently this year, what went, what did happen and how poorly it went was an indicator of very much what we're talking about. Right. Simply because again, we've always done this doesn't mean we need to be looking through the lens of both as a spouse, you know, is this, do I have the bandwidth for this? Does this feel authentic given my emotional space? But also as us addicts, right? Is this safe for me this year? Is this safe for our coupleship this year? Is this going to engender greater connection or worse connection? You know, if that show that we're attending is a block away from where where my former affair partner lived, is this going to be healthy for us to go? Right? Only, Only I can individually and us as a couple can answer that, but it's important to be looking at those things. Yep. Yep. Retaining that flexibility. Yep. Yeah, that uh I think that's the favorites from our list there. For sure. Absolutely. And, uh hope that you all will take uh take what of this you found of value and implement it. Don't just mm-hmm. think about it, but implement it. This is this is your holiday season and use these bill of rights things going right on into the new year. You have all of these rights in 2023. Yes. You get to be an architect, a proactive architect instead of a reactive firefighter. Mm-hmm. And we hope that that's a, that's a principle that you'll really embrace uh, the rest of this year and right on into 2023. Absolutely. We encourage all of you, please be safe. Please be healthy. Please uh, take care of yourselves. Good, good self-care. Uh, you recognize where your limitations are at. Try to be as authentic as you can. And where we recognize that there's a wide spectrum of connection. Uh, some of you are in great places relationship-wise. For some of you, maybe not so much. Um, whatever you do, kind of reflective of what we had our uh, Dare to Connect clients do this morning, please do consider uh, just whatever plans that you make collaborating in such a way that is reflective of what is is realistic and achievable and what is going to be healthy and building for the coupleship. And if you can put that first and your own individual recovery first before any of the other great but sometimes less valuable stuff this this holiday season, uh, it will be a better one than it has been before. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Yes. We'll see you uh, next time on PBSE. Sounds great. Take care, guys. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. 
It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.